basic gray, paved the way, change the rain, release the pain, leash you sane, getting paid, trend setting, brighter days, dope rap, tight as set, high in Delhi, I'm a fighter jet, dirty What's good, everyone? I'm Rob Kammer, host of the MLW Confusion podcast. With me is the beauty and brains behind the Urban Wrestling Network, Muffins Martinez. Definitely, Modest is, definitely not beauty and definitely not brains. Modest is all get out. Yeah, 0 for 2 on those. <laughs> oh, that's how I live my life. 0 for insert whatever. Yeah. Except, except for whichever I get, never say it was a never say never. I hit all hit all the uh got was six and oh four. It's the yes. only time in my life that I've yes. you know got a winning record. Anyway, on to proper business. MLW Fusion 187, the yeah. fallout from Slaughterhouse. They packed in a lot of information yeah. in a, a relatively short period of time. It was a, t- a TV short, we'll call it 40, you know, for 45 minutes, but like balls to the wall, like nonstop, just information non-stop, progressing, non-stop. progressing things, giving us tidbits for the future um, and all that sort of good stuff. So jumping right into things, our opening contest, which is a sentimental favorite of mine, Love Doug and Ichiban. What'd you think, Muffins? Bro, I know, I no lie. I'll be honest. I actually love this match. I actually saw Love Doug actually become a wrestler. <laughs> it's like to this point, I haven't really seen him do that much offense on anyone before. So like you know, he comes from the Indies, so I've never knew much about him. So this match here really showcased what he's able and capable of doing. If they give him a chance to actually go out there and say, okay, go out here and, and just go crazy and have fun. But the Ichiban, I mean, this dude is like nonstop. I want to say what he's like five and oh now, six and oh. Yeah. Since he got drafted. So the dude keeps, keeps looking better and better. And that one and the maneuver that he does as a finisher still looks weird. But last night, I actually kind of saw how he actually is supposed to hit it. He spiked Doug good. Yeah. But yeah, man, but I was really, really impressed with Love Doug, man. Like, really, he he really showed out. I mean, a lot of offense, a lot of stuff that he could do that I, I didn't see before and I didn't know he could do. So I'm looking forward to his next match and see if they actually give him the opportunity to actually spam more and grow more. But yeah, I, I was very impressed with both. And I love the match from the beginning to the end. I, I love the whole match. Yeah, and to go with your point, Matt Stryker, even on commentary, seemed like surprised that Doug could go. Uh, I yes, can't remember. Yes. I didn't write down like the phrase he used, but he was just like, that's it. Yeah, the boy has won me over and he's earned his stripes or whatever and whatever metaphors we want to use for it. So, like, uh, yeah, whether whether that was real emotion or Stryker just doing a good job at his job, you know, who knows? But uh, Doug definitely got the opportunity to show his value to MLW, both as a character uh, before and after the match at their little vignettes, and then during the match itself with uh, Ichiban, who obviously, at least low-key, MLW is kind of putting the ball behind, especially for the middleweight division, because he has gone, you know, four or five, maybe six now. Yeah. I, I didn't know we were going to play stats. There was a, yeah, I had my phone right next to me and breakout cage match or whatever. But yeah, he, he is fun- at least functionally undefeated in MLW, at least the singles competition. Um, well, well, the match, I guess, had a stipulation. Whoever won will get a shot at the middleweight. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the middleweight title, which I guess now is the one that's held by um, 
Uh, Rocky Romero. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to see that if that happens at the next pay-per-view in November, where Ichiban will get that shot there. That'll that'll be definitely be a nice match if it does happen at the next show. I wish they will actually talk to Ichiban at least in one of his interviews that he wins. You know, still you know nothing from the man. Well, I think part of his gimmick is that he no habla inglés. Uh, or whatever the Japanese equivalent of that is. My Japanese, yeah. uh, my Japanese is mostly limited to it's finished, and yeah. that that's about it. Um, but yeah, no, I would I would like to see like some sort of vignette for Ichiban. Like we get, if, even if we don't get like a live mic with him, we can get like a uh, training montage. Like we could just see him meditating in the dojo, yeah. Yeah. and then you know ro- uh, Rocky style montage of him just training uh yeah, i think it helped got, help, to, help establish his cap, character yeah, a little bit we got to see love doug you know get an interview right after the match after he lost and i'm like well since when did this start interviewing people who lose <laughs> when you it know, furthers like, the storyline yeah yeah and he <laughs> got a little note or card from allegedly you know, uh, becca's backup dancers he said he doesn't kiss and tell so we don't know exactly what was given to him or what does the car say but it said that Becca will be coming in to watch one of his upcoming matches. So even though we know she's in house arrest right now, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when is that going to happen. So, yeah, I, I, that part interested me that that he said that she was coming to watch his match, considering she she's on house arrest and forbidden from being like out in public by her record label as yes. well. So, um, but but at least they're, at least they're keeping keeping it going um, and. You know, love 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 Doug can stand, well. Both competitors really just continue to shine. Uh, Doug kind of defying expectations for people who don't know who he you know really know who he is, and then Ichiban showing you know his worth in the ring, yeah. uh, just in general, like being kind of the sleeper hit of the draft. Moving on from here, the next thing I have is mildly important, and we don't have to spend too much time on it. Uh, but Tom Lawler uh, basically announced that he is back with. Yeah. Well, not MLW. He signed on with the World Titan Federation. Yeah. But the most important thing is, is he did basically say that he is going to be, he is back with the company, and that uh, Slaughterhouse was not a one shot. And yes. I personally love Tom Waller, yes. so like I, I you know, he uh, you can you know put him wherever, uh, you know, whatever stable you want, have him be on his own, and I am going to either you know cheer for him overtly if I'm supposed to, or just kind of golf claps, you know, while yelling boo, uh, just because you know Tom Lawler's kind of one of the complete packages in terms of character work and in-ring action too, and I will never not pop for his uh jort strip tees yes with the jorts and then revealing a pair of tights that are colored like jorts uh but yeah so he is an official member of the world titan federation very upset that uh, mlw has gotten into bed with don king and you know not that he's the only one he's just the only one that's got a you know a mic in front of him on mlw television saying it unlike unlike us who you know are just neck bearding on the internet um but yeah uh short term like i i'm excited to see tom back for sure, you know, and also too, like look, looking at him, you know, he has a a MMA background, eleven eight and one as MMA, but it's all from the mid two thousands to two thousand and ten was when he was accumulating that. So you you see how he used to be a fighter and then transitioned into wrestling, and I remember watching his last fight. I want to say last year, I want to say in one of those uh, P PBL. 
uh, um, fights where he actually won and then took off his uh, boots or gloves and left them in the middle of the ring. So that was it for his career. So, you know, I would have loved to see him when he was in his prime fighting. And then you find out about this stuff later on, years later. So, oh, okay, he was one of the guys that was there in the beginning of the UFC's MMA stuff. So that was always good to find out later on that he was one of those guys that was pivotal for, you know, UFC. And then he transitioned into wrestling. So that was always good to know. Like I said, I wish I would have saw him when he was in his prime as a fighter. But now we get him out, now we get him at MLW on a full-time basis for maybe another year or two years. So I'm I'm happy about that. Exactly. And and just to extrapolate on your point of his MMA career, uh Tom Lawler has always been a fan of professional wrestling and often uh used pro wrestling influences at least in his weigh-ins uh yes. so if you guys haven't seen it dear listener uh you can find it on youtube of tom lawler during one of his weigh-ins uh being the shock master and it is beautiful has the glitter helmet the giant vest uh, comes face plants right out of the curtain uh oh, to I, gotta, I gotta look that up when we get done there because i never seen oh, that yeah it is great like i can't remember where i originally heard that from but i'm like that can't be a real thing totally is tom waller just bursted through curtain and face planting a la Shockmaster. i mean obviously a purpose because he has a stormtrooper helmet on and all that good stuff yeah uh but definitely again look for that definitely got to see that but tom waller back in action with MLW or the World Titan Federation. Uh, slight upgrade over Davey Boy Smith Jr., though I don't want to see Davey Boy out like he is, uh, but I still think it's an upgrade. Uh, following this next start point, uh, the tag team match, the main event versus the Beaumaier Fight Club. Uh, this yes. is Jay Bougie's first official match as a member of the Beaumaier's teaming with Mr. Thomas taking on the main event. Uh, I, it, it, it served its purpose. Uh, definitely the main events are a very entertaining tag team yes. and on, on the confusion podcast i really kind of went on a small tangent about how i wish mlw would use them more and better more better uh because <laughs> they they got they 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 got their act down like they're have some very innovative spots they're very yes. in a very entertaining team and given the nature of the tag team division within mlw i'm like I, I don't understand how they aren't a bit more of a power player team. Um, that being said, though, you know, you got to showcase the Beaumaiers, yeah. given that, you know, well, they're the entourage to our world heavyweight champion yeah. um, and have made a big deal about the addition of Jay Bougie. Uh, and those two gelled very well together. I was actually yes. very surprised how well they gelled. Um, and I have, and again, like not doing my proper research, don't know if they've ever teamed on the Indies or not, or have had any practice, or if this is like their first real match. And I popped hard for uh, uh, like, we'll call it like the caber toss, where uh, Mr. Thomas just chucked Jay Bougie over the top rope yes. onto the main event too. Um, yes. But you know, it, it was it was it was a good it was a fun match. Uh, you know, showed off what both teams can do, and I'm you know very interested to see how uh, how this iteration of the Bomaye teams work in the future. Uh, even if, or if they, if they work in the future, I know the next Bomaye tag team match scheduled is uh, Kaiju and Mr. Thomas yeah. as a combo. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, I love the match. I love the main event when I saw them for the first time at. AEW when they're going through the whole pandemic thing. That's the first I saw them. And, you know, I started looking for them. And then I found out they work for House of Glory. 
and they just recently won the tag team belts there. And you are correct. Why are they not being pushed more in LMW for the tag team is beyond me. But we know that there's a storyline with of Bumaye and now with WTF coming up probably in the future or whatever, Cardona. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like about the match for some reason is a lot of stuff seemed choreographed too much with the main event. That's like, like you can see a lot of things coming and they were waiting for the spot to hit and he's holding him to do this move and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, you know, eh. like, like it was like too choreographed for me. But yeah, but the, the border toss of hip toss over the rope with Abuji and then Mr. Thomas doing, you know, the power moves because he was like the tallest guy in the ring, you know, just destroying uh, Jay Lyon there with a the move. They get the win, you know, and now, now they move forward. And like you said, I would like to see the next uh, tandem of uh, Kaiju and uh, Mr. Thomas coming up in the future and see how they look. Because I know that there was one with uh, um, Thomas and uh, Kane teaming also. So we'll get to see, you know, who, who else is tangible, who is good together and stuff. We'll get to see that coming up the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. Oh, and each, var- you know, each variation of, of the team will bring something new to the table. Yeah. Because obviously, Jay Bougie is, you know, um, cruiserweight, middleweight high-flying type dude. Um, and then you have Kane's ground-and-pound submission sty- stylings, and then both Mr. Thomas and O'Shea Edwards are both men-beasts, and yes. we're just, just going to toss you around yeah. in yarn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and that's kind of what I'm looking for, looking forward to when uh, Thomas and Edwards team up, because yeah. I, 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 you know, I like my team. I do like teams like the Road Warriors and whatnot, yes. who just two big meaty dudes yes. who are just going to steamroll you. And especially with the MLW roster, or we'll say the size, the physical size of the MLW roster members, like those two guys are going to be like the biggest dudes, uh, you know, unless they bring in uh, that Yusufer L and bring back Eastman and uh, the, the other yeah, big guys. Yes. Yeah. Some of the other big guys, like almost everybody else, you know, is significantly shorter. Yeah. And like, even in the case of like Jay Lyon, who's like a big around dude, but he's still, you know, a, he's a lot shorter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, still a lot shorter than Mr. Thomas. So yeah, I do love the role warriors, powers of pain days, you know, two big muscular guys out there just doing power moves. Which, I mean, ironically enough, is how Mr. Thomas kind of got his start in the business as part of the Dev- Devastation Corporation. Right. Uh, it was a stable of big dudes managed by uh, Sidney Bacabella. Uh, and they, they got they cut their teeth in Chikara. And of Chikara course, Chikara ro- the Chikara roster members were physically not always the biggest. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, Claudio Castagnoli uh, is like one of your hosses. You yeah. know, they're, they're, I don't want to say there's something wrong, but like it just shows that your roster is on, on the shorter side. Uh, which definitely played it played to the advantage of kind of the old school physical mentality uh, that was the Devastation Corporation, who drew, heavily drew uh, inspiration from the Road Warriors, from Demolition, from the Powers of Pain, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The old the old face painted tag teams. The good old days. 
<laughs> the good old days. Uh, following this, we got some big news coming into next week. Selena De La Renta has announced that she is once again taking the role of producer due to a potential uh, due to a lawsuit that Court Bauer has to physically attend to. So she is taking over the next episode of Fusion. Yes. Um, you know, she, this is not her first stint doing it, um, and she even made the comment of like how fast. Like she went from coming back yeah. to now running the show. Um, I mean, it's which, been like what a month and two weeks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, something, something like she has not been back terribly long. Yeah, um, and she she's making moves. Obviously, yeah. um, you know we we've she's already nabbed herself two titles like within MLW, and that's not counting any titles that you know, Rocky Romero happens to hold in the meanwhile. Yeah, uh, AKA CMML uh, Historic Welterweight Championship. Yes. Uh, and now she's going to be in charge of next week's episode. And I'm yes. curious to see, see how that goes because she has promised us at various points more luchadores coming in. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to be another, if this is going to be end up being another, uh, you know, luchador showcase or if this is just going to have her fingerprints all over it. I mean, neither, neither scenario is a lose, to be, you know, to be frank. But I'm morbidly curious to see where we're go uh, where where she's going to take us next week. Well, I know before she left, she had produced two shows, and those both of those shows were the highest view shows from MLW back then. So I'm expecting this one to be the same. Another another viewership, high viewerships watching it, and I don't know about bringing anybody in, but I'm pretty sure fingerprints are going to be there, meaning. We'll probably get to see Rocky Romero doing something, and maybe even uh, Naikai doing something. So, and maybe even announcing she's bringing somebody in from CMML for the next show in November, sometime next week. You know, she'll announce it. So, this is definitely something good to look at. I'm looking forward to this episode next week. Yeah, and just to really hype up the packaging more again, like she she has gotten the rocket strapped to promotion yes. promotion as Dorado. Um, like she yeah she she's it's almost a hostile takeover at this point, and I I'm waiting to see how this goes with some of the other factions uh, that are readily readily available. I, I know. WTF kind of have their hands full with the combination of second gear crew yeah. plus now targeting the Beaumayes or specifically Alex Kane. But, you know, how much longer can, you know, two large factions, or at least in terms of scope and power grabs, how long can they coexist? And, you know, and always being a wild card in the background, you know, despite the seeming fracture of the group, you know, the calling is still there and still willing to, you know, cut you. Yeah. Uh, so like I, exactly. I'm, I'm very curious to see like how, how this how this will interact in the near future i mean obviously i, I don't think we're going to see anything involving that nature kind of next week because again everyone's kind of got their hands full with other stuff but that may not be far off in the future only time will tell baby so we just gotta watch and see yes let the story play out yes and our main event of the evening, the one called Manders taking on the agent Matt Cardona, Mr. St. Laurent out doing his thing as well, chewing up all the scenery. Um, what'd you think, Muffins? I didn't like this match that much. Since I'm not really a Matt Cardona Matt, you know, fan, you know, it, it did what it did. You know, he cheated to get the win. So, you know, now it's, it's one up 
or now he's 2-0, he's saying against uh, the second year crew now. Or two is it 2-0 in MLW or 2-0 against those guys? Both. Okay. So, yeah, so he, now he's 2-0, but I guess Manders is still there waiting to get another crack at him. So that match, I'll be interested to see what kind of match they do. And, God, I hope it's not another kiss-my-foot match, mm-hmm. but more like a, you know, bring weapons or something or, or you know, and, uh, get pinned anywhere. And this time they'll have a camera to go back there and <laughs> see what's going on and not, you know, cut it off or nothing like that. So, but, you know, it, it did what it was supposed to do. And Mark Cardona keeps winning. And now he's 2-0 and MLW and against the uh, uh, second gear crew. So now he has those guys to deal with. And then he has uh, the Boomaye Club to deal with if he wants to go after the title. So. And I agreed, like, there was nothing wrong with the match. The match was entirely serviceable, you know, but it was one of those, like, little things where I questioned, like, outside the concept of Matt Cardona having a main event, just because of his name value, like, he is the, you know, he is the biggest name in MLW, but, like, yeah. outside of Cardona's, like, name value, the the match itself didn't seem too terribly main eventy. Like, I just, uh, but if you look at the other matches on the card, at least how the how the card was set up for this ta- for for this episode, you know, one other match was going to be the main event. Really, I mean, logistically yeah, speaking. Exactly. So, and and as of right now, like, really, Cardona being the biggest star MLW has, like, he needs to be, he could, he could be doing a total squash, and he yeah. should be in the main event. Um, and that being said, this match was not a squash match by any stretch no, of the imagination. No, no. Cardona actually is, like, really more of a squash the other direction. It was Manders had a lot of offense going in, going into it, and and Cardona would just have, like, these little spots where he, 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 he would counter something, and then almost outside of, like, one, like, spurt like he pretty much got like taken over right away even like manders missed a spear showing off his uh skills that he learned in the uh university of iowa uh <laughs> but almost immediately right after that just back body drops cardona to the floor um, yeah and then you know storyline wise i mean just you know oh i i showed some of the inexperience that uh manders had because he was way more focused on msl who wasn't doing anything. He like he was yeah. just doing bad commentary, exactly. and went after him like he was a podcaster or something. And you know, got the distraction, which you know was the beginning of the downfall. Of course, the real downfall is his respect for referees and Cardona using using a ref as a meat shield, allowing an eye poke and radio silence to take up the victory. Yeah. Um, but but really, the more important thing uh, coming out of it is that we had all this security that was supposed to prevent the Titan Federation and the second gear crew or the Beaumayers basically stopping what, what was supposed to have, what happened at slaughterhouse from happening last night. And for all that security there, mass water just strutted his way out and <laughs> thumped Cardona in the head with a uh, nary, any sort of, uh, you know, it, it blockage. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, like we had all this extra security and card and uh, Cardona just instantly just gets his head thumped and is chased backstage. You know, and San Laurent is hiding behind poor uh Sam Laterna. Yeah, Sam Laterna. The guy is bigger than him, like by three by three times the size, and he's hiding behind her. Yeah. Oh my lord, like like really like dude, like 
we can see you behind the girl. Those I mean, if you're going to get a meat shield, Sam, yes. uh, Sam Laterna is not the it's person not you, that you needed. Shield, like, yes. it, like, dude, you're, like, you're not no. going to get a shield at all to begin with, and let alone for, for someone the size of oh, MSL. Yeah, we could see you from every angle, so there's no way in hell Mans Warner did not see you hiding behind her. But yeah. And that's how the episode ended. But yeah. Yeah. L luckily. Yep. Um, yeah. So as we said, yeah. it was a solid, a solid episode. Overall, it, it went by it, really it fast. Went fast. And yeah, it, it did, you know, showed yeah. progression. Yeah. Like there, there's really no like no big complaints. Like really anything I complain about is more just nitpicky stuff, armchair stuff. Uh we got yeah, yeah. we got our seeds planted for the future, uh, especially coming next week with the promotionis dorada takeover um and we haven't really touched on where the what's going on with the calling uh they did a, pa a, pa a small package on it but they didn't you know it didn't add anything it's just reminding okay. us that hey ricky champagne shoved akira to the ground and there seems and to be some problems going on but you know we, we we can't we can't give everything out all at once yeah. uh, given, given the time frame of an episode of fusion and they also announced you know miyu yamashita Coming in, so they had a nice little package, so she'll be in coming in, in the future. So I was happy about that. But they mentioned that, so I'm excited for that one. Yeah. So you know, uh, the, the, comparatively speaking, I know they've been pretty patchy in terms of capitalizing on any momentum right after uh, one of the big shows. But I, I feel last night was a good turnaround, comparatively speaking, and really like again, just kind of whetted the appetite. And I'm I'm still like really curious of where where they're going. And they didn't just sweep a bunch of things under the rug, unlike the usual. So, okay. so that that was Fusion 187. Yes. Anything else to add, Muffins? Uh no, not really. Uh, I think I think we covered it all. Uh, right. In the meanwhile, then as we wind down, be sure to check uh, check out this here uh, this here podcast. We're on the Spotify's and wherever else you happen to get your audio podcasts now. In addition to the YouTube's, uh, ten pounds of gold is Wednesdays. Is that is that correct? Yes. When that drops? Except this week, I kind of messed up because I had a couple of appointments, so it'll probably be out tomorrow. So okay, so new episode tomorrow, traditionally on Wednesdays. Yes. Um, with this and, one on Fridays. Yep. Uh, MLW Confusion, wherever you happen to get your podcasts. And that drops usually Friday morning, unless I hit the wrong button and then it tries to come out Friday evening. But whatever. It's a nice little supplement to this here podcast as well. Get some differing opinions in here. Um, otherwise, you know, check out the social medias. Got, I got my Twitter handle on there. Uh, most everything else is at urban wrestle and w or urban, and urban wrestling network etc sometimes there's a banner at the bottom that goes by to help these things out hey there it is there's our instagrams and twitters and all that sort of good stuff uh in the meanwhile we'll catch y'all later deuces